0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Duel. I'm Kalechi,
1: And I'm Jamila. And today we are going to get into patriarchy. And this is patriarchy through the lens of a Nigerian society. Obviously, Kalechi and I are Nigerian Americans. So uh, this kind of conversation is important to have. It affects a lot of us, as many people know that patriarchy uh, is used to rule the home. We are opening the floor to discussing this heated subject. Both genders often do not see eye to eye on this, but that's okay. That's the point of conversation and dialogue. So that being said, let's get into it. First of all, Kelechi, where or when in your life were you introduced to the concept of patriarchy? And when did you make the connection between your experience as a Nigerian American and the institution of patriarchy?
0: Oh, that is a really good question. I think I was introduced to patriarchy when I was a young child. Um, That's when I started noticing the differences and how conversations were had with me and my sister versus my brother. So things like you need to make sure you know how to cook so you can get a good husband You need to be able to clean well so you can get a good husband. Whereas conversations with my brother were not necessarily centered around being a good cook or being able to take care of a home. It was more so empowering him to make sure that he would be able to lead a home and that he was a good leader. And because he was the oldest child, he was naturally more responsible. But the language that my dad used specifically was definitely something that used to really bother me because he would make it he would definitely say things like oh a woman's place is the kitchen a woman Mm. needs to be in the kitchen I can't believe that so for context my mother is a nurse my and she works nights so growing up my dad actually was the one who got us ready for school who made our breakfast who essentially did what a lot of people would consider to be mom duties in quotations. Um, But I could sense that there may have been some type of resentment there because he would make comments like, I can't believe in a normal situation, a man shouldn't be doing these things. Mm. And that's what threw me off because I thought it was, I didn't think it was anything wrong with a man necessarily, you know, doing things for his children, but he definitely made it very clear that that's not the way things should have went. And that's when I realized, okay, maybe things in Nigeria are a lot different than what I'm seeing in my households. And it's definitely something that I think was kind of jarring as a child when you realize that as a woman, sometimes, especially in in a Nigerian household, sometimes people don't see you as more than being able to, You know pop out babies and being able to make sure that your husband is happy As I grew I realized that I did not want that to be the case for me And I wanted to be in a relationship where my husband saw me, you know as equal and that's not to say that my parents I think my parents are have a really good dynamic But I want to be in a, a marriage where I have a husband who you know matches My energy and it's not like oh, I can't do the laundry because i'm a man. It's more so like i'm free right now You're busy let me do the laundry because both of us <laughs> need to do our laundry type of thing so patriarchy is so stifling and i it's one of those things where of course the oppressor is not going to feel like there's any issue with what's happening of course but I think not. it's extremely oppressive towards women overall at what point were you introduced to the concept of patriarchy
1: I was introduced to the concept of patriarchy at an early age, just like you. I just did not realize at the time because I was so young that it was patriarchy. So similarly, uh, family dynamic, you are women have their gender roles and responsibilities. And all the different patriarchal voices or male voices um, that I grew up and around with often would talk about a woman's place right and what a woman is supposed to do and even to the point where as a young kid i was chastised around what a woman is supposed to do and be which was like you mentioned the domestic responsibilities in terms of being able to cook being able to clean supporting the domestic efforts within the home you know that kind of sort of thing which isn't necessarily a bad thing in my opinion however you it begins to kind of shape and form your perception of what you should be in the future at an early age in terms of yeah. how you, you know, just based on, you're good enough based on how well of a caretaker you are. Yes. And uh, in terms of when it came to the males and the patriarchal voices, it seemed as if they were able to get away with a lot. There was a huge double standard, right, in terms of what was acceptable for women to do, or us to do as girls in the house, and um, what is acceptable for a male or a man to do, right? So the males were allowed to get away with just saying certain things, being angry, being expressive, being all of the things that, you know, men deal with in terms of, uh, you know, being a provider, all of their stresses, all of their worries. However, when it came to, that was often validated, but whenever it came to us as women, us as kids, it was our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts were kind of dismissed as, well, you women are always emotionally charged. Women are emotionally charged anyway, so we sort of ignored, you know? That to me as a kid was a bit annoying, but as I got older and I was a bit, you know, I obviously got wiser as well. I understood that this was a patriarchal dynamic and this was based on what the gender roles were for a Nigerian society. And when our parents come here, our parents and our relatives come here, they're applying those same principles. They're applying those same ideologies to us as nigerian americans even though western society is probably sending a different message it mm-hmm. kind of gives you like mixed signals in terms of what your idea ideals are um even at a earlier young age so it's uh it's tough out here for us man but you know i really like that we're having this conversation today uh, i do think it is uh one of patriarchy is something that is actually disadvantaged disadvantages towards women, though. Um, Although I grew up learning about all of the different advantages that it is for women. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Were you always trained to believe and accept that patriarchy is actually advantages towards women? Because I know that the justification for a lot of these things are, well, patriarchy and patriarchy is based on the ideologies that um, religion teaches
0: you growing up I did realize that the way that I was being raised was a patriarchal type of way but I don't think I ever saw any advantages and I would be curious to know what are some advantages that you maybe were raised with that before I get into the disadvantages of patriarchy because from the jump I just felt like it was unfair (laughs) and that's hill, I was willing to die on starting arguments you know speaking up for myself what advantages were you taught as a child
1: I don't even know if this is necessarily advantages but it was more so like again patriarchy patriarchal dynamics are based off of religious beliefs religion Mm -hmm. is beneficial to you therefore this dynamic to you as a woman is beneficial to you. So I don't know if I, I, and I never felt it was, even at a very early age, but I was conditioned to kind of think that, okay, well, this is, this is in my benefit. Right. Um, However, just like you, I began to speak up for myself. Mm. I began to speak up for myself. You know, as a person, you develop your own outlook of the world you develop your own personal convictions. And a lot of mine kind of conflicted with the ideologies and convictions that patriarchy tends to teach. So I personally don't feel that it is advantages towards women. I do feel that is disadvantages towards women in a lot of ways.
0: For context, I know Jamila kind of mentioned this earlier, but for those of you who don't know Nigeria is an extremely patriarchal society and it's to the point I know a lot of people um, refer to Africa as the motherland I actually referred to Nigeria one time as the motherland and my uncle got in my ass because he's like no it's not the motherland it's the fatherland and I had to think back and remember the Nigerian um, national anthem and I was like oh wait it does say to serve our fatherland So the power that men holds in Nigeria is very important. And it's really what the country was essentially built on. So as far as the disadvantages for women, I think when you grow up in a society and you continue to raise children in a society where women are seen as second class citizens, women are seen as essentially servants to their husbands and to their children, it breeds uh, a a dynamic that's very unequal and unfair to women. It allows men to be able to abuse their power that they have over women. Because I think one of the things that a lot of people try to find in life is their power, right? And if you have power, some people have power in their jobs. Some people have power in the work that they do, maybe outside of, of their jobs. But for some people, maybe they work a really shitty job. The only power that they have is over their family, over their wife. And I think in situations like that, it can be extremely dangerous because it it takes one thing for somebody to say that that you don't agree with. And then you have cases of domestic abuse, domestic violence, things like that. So as far as, you know, Nigeria is concerned, I think that. It stifles women in Nigeria. I think that Nigeria could be a lot further along as a society, as a country, if women had more power. I think that the case of patriarchy that we see in Nigeria is a case of toxic masculinity. And I don't know about you, Jamila, but most Nigerian men that I know are, (laughs) they definitely try to play up their masculinity. (laughs) but they also are very good at suppressing their emotions. I think that's, you know, not only bad for them, it's bad for, you know, people who have to deal with um, people who are extremely emotionally unavailable that you're not able to have, you know, genuine, real connections and conversations with. But it also stifles the men because they're not able to experience a full range of emotions. All they know is the the manly behaviors that they're expected to play out on a day-to-day basis like anger and pride and confidence but that's not sustainable people get sad <laughs> you know what i'm saying people are happy so why is it that those are the only emotions that men are allowed to have and i i feel like i'm kind of getting off topic what was your initial question
1: <laughs> well i you know i think that there's a lot of ways that patriarchy is disadvantages towards women and um you know you did kind of touch on it as well you answered my question in spite of you know going uh and also discussing some other uh topics or subtopics that kind of relate to how it's it is disadvantages towards women so what are the major ways you feel that patriarchy is disadvantages towards women, especially Nigerian women or African women. And I think patriarchy actually affects a lot of women in different foreign countries as well. So I guess I would just mm-hmm. even expand it to just how do you feel it it is disadvantages towards women?
0: So yeah, I, I definitely agree with what I just said. I think it, overall it just stifles women and it stifles the economy. Because you're raising, in a patriarchal society, men typically raise, or people typically raise their children the way that they were raised, right? So if you're raised to believe that women are second class, you're raising women who have low self-esteem, who feel like they can be dominated by men. And you're also raising men who have no empathy and feel like they can have power over women. And where does that bleed out to? I think it bleeds out to dysfunctional, unequally yoked relationships. And it also allows a lot of men to feel like not only do they have power over women as a whole, they have power over women's bodies. So whenever people say no, right, if a woman says no to that man, they feel like it's something that they can't be denied of. And I think that's what leads to a lot of cases of sexual assault and rape. Recently in Nigeria, we've seen some really gruesome and horrific stories of women being gang raped and murdered in Nigeria by simple, simply existing, simply doing things that we were told in quotations that shouldn't allow you to get raped. Because typically when people bring up rape, they're bringing up, oh, you shouldn't have worn that dress. Oh, you shouldn't have been drinking. Oh, you shouldn't have been that. But what happens when you're the woman and you're in church and somebody comes and gangs rapes you? Or what about if you're studying and somebody comes and gangs rape you? So I say all that to say it's disadvantageous to women because it breeds a society where women feel like they can't stand up for themselves. And essentially, I know you've used this quote before, it it makes them become the donkey of society. And it's really odd for me because I know men, whenever they think of, you know, unequal unequal gender roles, they typically think of women who are their peers in the same age as them. But what happens when you have a daughter? Are you okay with a man having, you know, power over your daughter for your, your daughter to be in a situation where a man feels like he has a right to her body simply because she's a woman?
1: You know, what's funny, like, I think that that's a good point. Because if you are someone that has you know, as a male taking advantage of patriarchy um, and you've become oppressive with patriarchy and how you rule it in your home, you're going to make the assumption that other men too also have these same ideologies. While I do think pa- patriarchy is widely accepted and practiced in Nigerian society, I do not believe that all men, all males, hold those values and ideologies as well. I do think that there yeah,
0: is- that's a good point
1: there are some progressive men and males out there in the world, but when you have an oppressor who thinks that this is acceptable, when the time comes from, for your daughter to get married, you're going to make the assumption that this other male or this potential candidate is also holding on to these patriarchy ideologies as well. And I do a I do believe that this affects even just like the dynamics of just the relationship that you should be building with a potential son-in-law. This also sends a message in terms of, okay, if I'm someone that does not believe in these ideologies, however, I know that I am marrying this person's daughter, I might need to also take on these ideologies as well, potentially, you know? And this is just a thought of mine. And that's how I believe that it kind of continues to get perpetuated. A part of me feels that most most people understand that society is a lot more progressive. Patriarchy isn't something that is advantageous towards women. It may have its benefits in terms of religious beliefs, but I do think that this is how it continues to kind of shape each generation in spite of the different resources that are available that tells you how patriarchy can you know lead to a lot of uh different uh negative or unhealthy toxic ma- masculinity that continues to exist.
0: It's interesting that you bring up the concept of son-in-law because I would think that the concept of the son-in-law is how things can kind of change because I would think that by the time somebody gets married that whatever ideologies that they have are pretty solidified that's not to say that they can't change but I would hope that if they're changing they're changing for the benefit as opposed to to, so they're changing for the positive excuse me as opposed to the negative so when I think of toxic you know masculinity being passed down or patriarchy being passed down I I see it more so in the father to son relationship as opposed to maybe the father to son-in-law relationship
1: with the son-in-law to uh, or father-to-son-in-law type of relationship, this is just, a, I believe, a subcategory of how it could, or an, another avenue or channel in which how this ideology could be perpetuated. So as we know, there are different family dynamics, right? So there are perhaps son-in-laws that may not necessarily have their own fathers in their lives. So they may look to their father-in-laws to, for... For guidance in terms of how to rule their home. Or there might be father in laws that are a bit vocal and overbearing in terms of asserting how they feel a home should be ruled or how they feel you should be as a husband. And I think it presents additional avenues in which patriarchy can kind of, or toxic masculinity, could kind of be perpetuated in relationships or continue on in spite of. All of the different resources, all of the different negatives, disadvantages that comes along with patriarchy in Nigerian society. For me, at least, right, my view of the disadvantages of patriarchy is that I do believe absolute power corrupts absolutely. I believe in that saying. Yeah. And if power is placed on only one person in a dynamic, in a society And in any sort of like transactional relationship, it could lead to abuse of that power. Whereas if the power is held fairly or justly, everyone can make better decisions that are in the best interests of both parties. And I don't always feel that. I know the intentions may not always be negative. I'm sure there are a lot of decision makers in homes, in, in patriarchal homes that have great intentions for their family, not what I'm saying, you know, I, I'm not saying that everyone is, you know, out here only looking out for themselves. However, I do believe that when it is only one person making, that has a power um, in a relationship, it can lead or promote opportunities for abuse, however that looks like emotional abuse, abuse of just power in general, physical abuse, and all of the different, all of those different things because you, you, you begin to view your partner as property or women as property. And so with that being said, I do think that it is sometimes encouraged and socially acceptable to be emotionally and physically abusive whenever your wife doesn't apply or a woman in your life, a daughter, a child does not apply because you, if you view them as your property. Or you might view them as a reflection of who you are as a man, a leader, the face of your family. Mm-hmm. And as we know, we do not have control over people's responses to things. And there's going to always, it's, it's, it's human nature, there's always going to be, even in families, there is going to be times where you may not always see eye to eye on things. That's just, it is what it is. Now, if you view me as your property, right, that could lead to a lot of conflict, especially if most of the power is placed on you. So I do think that it uh, can c- promote uh, opportunities for abuse, abuse of power, um, and I do think that that is an important conversation to have when it comes to the disadvantages of patriarchy, and it, it really can affect women in a way that they may not recognize as, or maybe they do recognize that it's wrong, however, because the entire society is telling you that you are considered your husband's property because of patriarchy you may
0: accept that kind of behavior. How do you think Nigeria could benefit from feminism?
1: If women were viewed and assessed for qualities and traits beyond their caretaking capabilities, there could be opportunities for women to sit in positions of leadership and power. hmm so, this could go into the corporate space, for example. more one would be more women excuse me would be able to have positions of leadership and power as working women and make those kinds of decisions and policies and laws that would benefit women so that the burden or responsibility doesn't always fall on an entire male group of people making decisions for women but aren't women, (laughs) if that makes sense. I also think that it would encourage a lot of women to speak up and have a voice and feel valued outside of their nurturing and caretaking capabilities. I also think lastly, women do have, in spite of all of the examples that reinforce the lack of power women have in decision making. I do believe women are very influential in the home. Women are very educated. As you mentioned before, Nigerians make the most educated subgroup of people in a lot of different countries. Black women make the most educated subgroup of people in the United States. So women do have the capacity and bandwidth to make Effective decisions that could benefit everyone. If there was not a strong place of power on men, I do believe that, and and then it was equally fairly, women also had an equal fair contribution towards decision making. I do think we would see a lot more progression
0: in Nigeria. No, I definitely agree with that progression piece. It's interesting because I think a lot of people see feminism. As this really big evil movement um, for women who have no respect for themselves and want to be in power over men, but I see it as quite the opposite. Feminism is literally just standing up for the rights of women. Period. And in a place like Nigeria, where women have, you know, limited rights and freedoms, then I think the entire country could benefit from being feminist. To change the laws that are oppressing women, the Council for Foreign Relations actually says that the Nigeria gross domestic product GDP could grow by 23% or $229 billion in five years by the year 2025 if women participated in the economy to the same extent as men. So what does that mean? It means that right now, women aren't able to hold a lot of the same jobs as men. Or if they are in the same job, they could have the same job title, but the woman would be doing more administrative duties than a man would. I know one person I was talking to actually gave the example that as a woman in Nigeria, she was pursuing engineering and they would not allow her to go into the field because she was a woman. And imagine going to work, you know, busting your ass for however many years only to get an opportunity to practice what you, you know, learned in school and be told that as a woman, you're not able to do it because you're a woman. You have the same qualifications. In some cases, you might even be more qualified, but simply because you're a woman, that automatically disqualifies you. So Nigeria could grow their GDP by $229 billion in five years if women simply had the same opportunities as men did. It's not happening right based on what we're seeing it seems like things in nigeria are only getting worse every day but feminism is something that could make nigeria do a complete 180 you're gonna have women who feel and feel more empowered to pursue their dreams become doctors lawyers really anything they want to be and have the support of their parents have the support of their peers And what does that translate to Nigeria? It means having a more prosperous economy. But people want to hold on to patriarchy so bad that they're willing to sacrifice having a robust economy just to have power over women like that. That if you think about it and you say it a lot, it doesn't make any sense.
1: It doesn't make any sense, especially when, you know, we are talking about a country that is you know considered an underdeveloped country where the economy could ben- benefit the most from infiltration from women working jobs and creating opportunities for income and more money to go back and uh, go back and infiltrate the job market so it it does kind of seem a bit paradoxical in a way to yeah. agree with that to to agree with your point Um, And again, it's just like I was saying, this allows for progression to happen. This allows for Nigeria to get to a better place where we are seeing progress, where we are seeing women in positions of leadership. We are seeing the changes that are necessary for a country to thrive. At the end of the day, there's a saying that goes, if you want to see the conditions of a society or how well a society is doing, you look at how the women are being treated. And that's a Mm. very, very important statement. That's a very, very important truth.
0: The fact that a woman bears children does not make her any less qualified to work in positions of high power and to influence people. And you're right. I think that's what we need in order to see Nigeria change. And will it happen overnight? No. Will it happen in ten years? I feel like if the answer is so no. But with diligence and with time, maybe we can change and see a better Nigeria.
1: Absolutely, that is. I think that is the wish for for a lot of us as Africans in the diasporas to see Nigeria improve and progress, and especially as it relates to gender and gender roles and gender gaps in terms of the workforce and positions of power. Now I'm gonna get a little personal, Kalechi. How do you feel, how do you feel patriarchy affects relationships? We're Nigerians, right? Nigerians to Nigerians, or just maybe even just in general. How do you feel patriarchy or a patriarchal society, growing up in a
0: patriarchal society
1: or a patriarchal dynamic affects relationships
0: today if I had to sum it up in one statement is unequally yoked because women are in relationships with men who feel like they should have power over them right that is already calling it causing an imbalance so it's almost like throughout the entire relationship you're trying to fight for power the person that you're in a relationship doesn't even think you should have (laughs) so it's like a it's like an upward uphill battle the entire time some men even now they do feel like women their only place is the kitchen so I would imagine if you marry somebody like that any dream that you have is on hold or maybe not even on hold it's demolished (laughs) you don't have the ability to pursue your dreams you're seen as the person who exists only to make sure everyone else is taken care of. And that sounds like an existence that is a burden.
1: Your entire
0: existence is making sure everybody else is okay, but who's going to make sure that you're okay. So, you know, when you're it's just you and your husband, okay, you're just caring for one person, but when you have kids, it leads to a dynamic where you're the only one who is taking care of the kids. You're not, supported in doing household tasks um, just because you're a woman. And in the case that you are a working woman, I can imagine that you will get burnt out extremely fast because you don't have any support from your husband. Unfortunately, if the woman doesn't stand up for herself or doesn't avoid those type of relationships, it can also lead to their children having those exact same ideals and just continuing the cycle. What do you think? I think you hit the
1: hammer right on the head. <laughs> I do think that it affects relationships in a lot of negative ways. For me, my value shouldn't be placed only on my obe- of, uh, of capabilities to nurture and domestic capabilities. I don't think that that should be where my value starts and stops. I'm a human being, just like these men we speak of are human beings, they have A lot of different things that they're able to do and give back to society and shape the world I think that it affects relationships in terms of women not being as you said valued in terms of their capabilities their domestic capabilities and therefore they essentially it's it's almost like you live and die based off of how well you support your home, or support your husband, or advance your children. And I'm not saying that that isn't a responsibility of a parent. It certainly to me includes being able to love unconditionally. But I do think that there are women that live and die in these societies, not fully living their life to the fullest and that is a very sad heartbreaking way to to view yourself and view women i think this also creates a world where men don't value women there is no accountability in terms of men abusing their power and overtaking women and not respecting women and not seeing them as their equal because i do believe that although men and women are distinctively different in terms of what we function as I do believe we are equals yeah so I don't even know and it's so crazy because patriarchy is rooted in religious beliefs and ideals however Mm -hmm. I do believe that that is one of the largest you know ideals that religion does teach you right so it, it's it's almost kind of counterproductive if that's what the argument is. Is you know patriarchy is in support of of religious beliefs and teachings. Yeah. I do think that this also is a large contributor to where to to as to why there are a lot more women that are prepared for marriage and to be a wife in certain values and there's a lot less men that are ready for marriage and to be a life partner because there's so much conversation about a women women being caretakers women being wives women being contributors to the household we have so much different virtues that are beneficial to yeah being a mother but I don't believe there's enough conversation about the values and virtues that men need as well that are positive outside of patriarchy that are positive, right? Mm. Being Understanding, being willing to compromise, right? Being loving, showing your wife that you care about her voice, you know, even if you understand that, or even if you're in a dynamic in which you have to make you, 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 you elect to make a lot of the major decisions in a household, being in those kinds of, You know, just loving marriages, because I do believe, as you know, we touched on in our Instagram live, I do believe that there are a lot of loveless marriages, loveless Nigerian marriages because of that, because those values of love, you know, the important little things that matter to to women or to a marriage that are important, uh, just they're not always modeled properly and it perpetuates, and you end up, again, as you mentioned, you end up where your children, not just your daughters, but your sons also mirror that same kind of just lack of being able to compromise, lack of showing affection, lack of valuing your your wife or your partner as a human being outside of their domestic capabilities.
0: It's interesting because I feel like all of this, the entire concept of patriarchy starts with the nuclear family because I can imagine, and this is, I guess my opinion, but I would think that as a man, if you really care for your wife and you care for your daughters and you care for the women in your life, you wouldn't now go if you're in a position of power and start enacting laws and regulations that are oppressive towards women. Right? So, but I think the issue is, is that if you're a man who is oppressive towards his family how would anybody know? Because people, (laughs) people don't talk about that type of stuff, you know, everything that happens in your family is supposed to stay at home. So people might see you as this great family man. Meanwhile, you're at home and you're, you know, you're not the best father, you're not the best husband to your wife. And then you now go and create all of these laws to (laughs) that affect the rest of the country. So I, I, I really feel like, it starts with the nuclear family. Like it's a big issue, but the be- the better husband, the better man, parent you can be to your children, you know, you're doing your part in, you know, dismantling the oppressive patriarchy. And one of the reasons why people feel like men are the ones that should be in power is because they're more confident and they're more brave and all this bullshit. But my thing is like, are men really more confident and more brave or are men just more empowered at a younger age than women, right? A lot of people think being docile is a great quality to have as a woman because it shows that you can be submissive to your husband. So is it that we're not empowering women or you know, girls at a young age to be confident, to be brave? Or are we focusing more so on how they come off to somebody else versus who they should actually be as a person
1: from, from that point. Right. This is why it's important for women to be empowered as people and for feminism to be the front lines of a lot of conversations and not in a negative way, in a positive way. Right. So that Mm. men, men are, aware of the kinds of things that women are dealing with especially women in Nigeria in in a, in a society or a patriarchal society like Nigeria it is insightful for men to know and prioritize the value of a woman outside of their domestic capabilities outside of how it benefits them as men in terms of the household that they raise right so when we have conversations about things that affect women such as abuse especially abuse from males especially abuse from males that view women as commodities if we are having these conversations about feminism in these societies I do believe that the males will be educated in terms of how what the kinds of experiences that women go through in Nigeria recently there have been there has been a string of cases of abuse and rape and I think that as unfortunate as it is it's 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 a necessary evil to to have these conversations if we want to see women and the conditions of women progress as society in order to educate the men in order to have men that protect and value women outside of them being a commodity to them And not just domestic, a domestic commodity, but a sexual commodity as well. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe that in societies where women are just viewed as a resource, there are men that exist that view women as a sexual commodity, a place where they can go for sexual pleasure without regard to how that human being is affected or how that uh, 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 rape affects that individual and their life conversations about consent is so important and that is something that the feminist movement is about I feel that in these societies feminism is almost considered so negative however it would benefit the country as a whole the society to progress and move forward together not just the men the women as well mm-hmm. And so my my thought, the, the, and this is my thought, and I wonder, Kalechi, for you, how do you feel that this empowerment, the empowering women as people would help stop things like abuse and
0: rape and murder and just a lack of regard for women life in Nigeria? I think it boils down to the fact that at the end of the day, women are humans humans deserve rights humans deserve to be treated with respect regardless of gender and i really feel like when it comes to you know some of the cases that we've seen in recent time Uwa, justina jennifer there's no way you can commit acts and crimes as atrocious as the ones that we've seen and think of them As somebody who has goals, as somebody who has a life ahead of them, as somebody who has a vision for their future, there's no way you can commit those type of evil acts if you see that person as a human.
1: This episode today was actually inspired by the string of women, Justina, Barakat, Uwa, and Jennifer, that were victims to the systemic oppression of patriarchy we were inspired by the importance as Africans in the diaspora to have this conversation, to bring it to our platform and enlighten people, hoping that from this we can continue the conversation and hopefully we're able to see the reform that we know is possible, even if it doesn't take a year or five years or 10 years. We hope that this can ignite the conversation and keep it going and that's what we feel our responsibility is as Nigerians Africans in the diaspora and with that being said thank you thank you thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the dual podcast the best podcast in Dallas Texas I'm gonna keep saying that too Thank you. Thank you guys so much though um, for tuning in and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on some of the topics that we cover today. Feel free to reach out to Kelechi and I. We are always open to continuing the conversation and we would like to support this cause in any way possible. I am your host Jamila and I am Kalechi. We will catch you on the next episode of
0: The Duel. Hey, Duelists, if you aren't already, make sure you follow the Dual Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in.